So Rob, the I don't know what it was. Maybe a week ago, I was looking around on the internet. I was looking at my RSS feed actually, and I came across this Sega thing, and I thought it was a joke at first. I thought it was like an elaborate troll because Sega supposedly announced, and it turns out it's true, the world's smallest replica Game Gear. There's actually a series of four handheld games that are $50 each, and the screen is, if I'm not mistaken, 1.12 inches diagonally. And I thought, oh, yeah. that I thought, you know what? You people must just hate anybody with bad eyesight. And each each of these little consoles, it's a little bit, I guess, like what you know Nintendo's done with the the NES and the SNES. But these are tiny, 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 and they each only have four games on them. And I actually read subsequently that they were originally intended to only have one game on them. And then someone's like, "Well, that's a really bad deal." <laughs> so let's yeah. let's let's cram four four games on onto this incredibly small screen. They come in four colors, and if you buy all four, you get a giant clunky magnifying glass attachment so that you can actually see what's going on in Sonic or whatever else the games happen to be. This is so. Did you know what? Firstly. The fact that they've split them over four. There's only 16 games across these four consoles. Like, $50. These games are, what, 20, 25, 30 years old? There's right. no reason that all 16 of those... I mean, I've got an SD card sat within arm's reach here that's like 8 gig, and it's basically got every game ever created before, like, the N64 on it. I have a micro, I have a micro SD card that's like 128 gigabytes right i mean you that holds hours of 4k video it's it's crazy right like that you can fit all of these old games on like such a small amount of space and yet they're charging 50 dollars for these with four games and each one basically only has like one good game like it is outrageous that they think it collectors will buy these because they do look cool. Like, I can totally see the appeal. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd take one if somebody was going to give me one. But there's no right. way I would pay this much money for this stuff. I can't imagine that these are really very playable. I mean, they are literally the size of the... They fit in the palm of your hand. These are not like... I don't... It, it, I think it would be hard to actually, you know, put two sets of fingers on them <laughs> on the left and right sides because the thing is so small. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I struggle with my... I've got a little... 8-bit do um controller one of the little quite one of the small ones and even that like i kind of struggle with and i think these are even a little bit smaller than that than the one i've got and i'm thinking it it's i mean i watched a movie once on a an ipod not an ipod video one of the smaller ones and i think the screen is about the size of this and i watched this movie like two and a half hours two hours or something (laughs) in my mate's car while we were waiting at the airport for someone and, like, my eyes afterwards were hurting, so I can't imagine what it's like for this, where you're, like, really, really concentrating. It must be horrible. Oh, like, Sonic Sonic is a fast-moving game. I don't know how you would even concentrate and, and be able to focus on what was happening on the screen. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be the, the just the dumbest mini-console that's come out so far. Yeah, it's, it is kind of outrageous. So, I, I don't know. I, I certainly did not order one. I'm not going to order one. And uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do. You know, Sony did their thing 
what was it like a year and a half ago? And I almost it was what was it? A, they did a replica of the PS One, I think it was. Yes. And I almost I had one on order, and then thank goodness they gave reviewers advance copies of them because it got completely panned and I was able to cancel my order in time because they originally were pretty expensive. They were over $100, I think, like maybe 150 And by the time I last saw them being sold at deep discount, they were like 30 or $40 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Did- like, I've, I've seen them in the UK for as cheap as like £15. And wow. like you say, I think they were like... I think in the UK they were maybe seventy or eighty pound or something. Okay. Um, even at fifteen pound, I thought, no, I don't really want it, and I just left it. Like you can, even at that cheaper price, I was like, no, I'm not interested because they did such a bad job with it. Yeah, it really goes to show that you know, there's you really have to put some thought and effort into what the game experience is going to be, even on these older games. And I think Nintendo's done a good job of it. I think if you really want to play old games. One good way is just to emulate them. I actually did the. I actually I have a game vice for my iPad Mini, and yes. I put Dolphin on it using Alt Store, and so I put a bunch of old games on there that we had ripped off the discs from the Wii. Now, I don't really suggest emulating Wii games because Wii games require a lot of them at least require the particular controls of the Wii Mote. And so it can be it can't it's not a great experience on an iPad. But if something uses the classic controller or it's like a GameCube game, those are all kind of fun on there and it's uh you know, the chips are powerful enough in an iPad mini to really run them completely smoothly and they, they even will upscale to like ten eighty P. Yeah. I, I I look at the the game gear, you know, these mini game gear and I think the nin, the the Nintendo you know, the, the NES Mini or the SNES Mini or whatever, like both of those sold because those consoles were popular. Like, I think in my entire life I've seen one Game Gear in real life. You know, with somebody physically owning it, like when it was actually. For I own one. I own one. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it, Jennifer the, threw it out. Th- this wasn't like a popular console. I mean, it used like no, it ten thousand batteries or whatever you had to put in the back of it, and like. Nobody, you know, the the battery technology and the screen technology just wasn't good enough for portable at this point. And like, nobody's looking back on the Game Gear going, "Oh, yeah, good times." Like, because there wasn't <laughs> anything exciting about it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't great. And you know, Nintendo has not only done a good job of making the just the interface work well with those, you know, those classic consoles. But they've also put a ton of games on them, so there's a lot of options there and a lot of a lot of fan favorites. There, are, there's some you know not so great games on there too, but but they do a much better job of picking a good library of games. Yeah, definitely. Well, I won't be buying these. You won't be buying these, so I'll nope. keep an eye on eBay and wait to see if somebody's getting rid of them for pretty cheap. <laughs> maybe, maybe for like ten dollars, I would do it just for the novelty of trying to play a game on a, on a device that small. Yeah, yeah, I might pick one up if I see them cheap. Although I don't even think you can buy them in the UK, to be honest. So really, I, I yeah, I didn't go much beyond looking at it, realizing it was real, and seeing how incredibly small it was. Uh, beyond that, it was like, is it available? Well, I don't know. I don't really care. So yeah, well, I mean, the console I got my eye on is uh, PS Five, but 
Oh, no pricing yeah. yet. <laughs> we're we're recording too early because the PS5 uh the PS5 event got delayed from last week to this week and as we record this it is happening on June 11th which is tomorrow and I plan to watch that. I assume, yes. I assume you do too. Oh yes, yes. So 25 hours from now. Oh, I was uh, going to ask. I didn't I didn't remember what time it was. So it's like just yes. over a day from now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 25 hours and counting. Well, I'm not counting. I will go to sleep and I'll do other stuff, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just you know, don't sit around counting. <laughs> right. I mean, there's no point in talking about it too much, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty good because they're kind of focusing on games and there's yeah. been a few leaks of stuff on Amazon where it's like showing different publishers. There's one from Rockstar, which who knows what that is. Like maybe it's Red Dead for mm-hmm. PS5. Could be a bunch of stuff, but uh, yeah, like you, I will be, I will be there normally as well these things are on like three o'clock in the morning my time so for right. once they've actually got it on at a decent time so i can actually watch it yeah well well speaking of decent schedules um wwc has yet to have a schedule and i'm i'm very curious how they're going to handle this whether they're going to sh- time shift it at all to i don't know make it daylight out the problem is it's going to be nighttime somewhere right i mean you really can't and maybe things will get played twice maybe on like a 12-hour schedule or something. But for the big live events, the keynote and maybe the State of the Union, it's going to be it's going to be in the middle of the night for somebody. It won't be in the middle of the night for me. It probably will be like midday. But it it's going to be interesting, especially at Mac Stories with everybody spread out. You know, obviously Federico's in Rome, and I'm as close to California of anybody on the team. And... It's just going to make for an interesting schedule for all of us. I think it's going to be very much a me working from like 11 in the morning till very late at night each day and then just getting up and doing it all over again. It's just going to be different from my normal schedule, which I'm, I'm kind of an early morning person. So uh, not getting going until almost lunchtime is, is pretty unusual for me. Yeah. I mean, I think like you say that, you know, you say about the time shifting and stuff, but I I think in a lot of ways, like the time that they pick, and, and they normally do this for their other events as well, is a fairly reasonable time to just, it doesn't cover everyone, like it never can, um, you right. know, but you sort of get, you know, it's around lunchtime in the in the US, depending on where you are, and then yep. you can get to, get to the UK and Europe, and it's at like six or seven o'clock in the evening, so like, they're covering quite a lot there, um, you know, because I think you shift it further and then like it's too late for europe but then maybe it's like you know it's early enough for say japan or, or australia or something like that so my guess and, and probably yours is as well that they're going to do it the time they normally do which is you know six o'clock my time um i guess it's like 10 o'clock california time Yeah, 10 o'clock is typically when the keynote starts and then usually the subsequent days the uh the, you know, the various Sessions start around 9 a.m. Pacific, so about an hour earlier. It's, um, I, I think you're right. I mean, it does do a pretty good job of at least covering North America, South America, and, and Europe. <clears throat> but 
I guess my my only thing is that I'm looking at this from a very particular perspective, which is my own, which is of course all that really matters, and that is going to make for some very late nights <laughs> late nights working, uh, and some, it's just going to be a long week. Uh, it always is you've, long. You've week. never sounded more American than you did right there. I know, I know. I was doing that on purpose, Rob. I'm I'm very aware of of what that sounds like, um, but it is going to, regardless of whether when the time hits, the the reality is is that week is a busy week for us anyway and it's just going to be a matter of whether those hours are in the morning and afternoon or whether they're in the afternoon and the evening i suppose yeah yeah it's um it's it's nice for those of us who don't go because it's like the first year we don't feel like we're missing out on like the parties and stuff obviously the sucks at the parties and you know you can't go and all that stuff but for those of us that never go this is great because i'm like well i'm not missing out on anything this year there's nothing to sort of feel like i'm missing out on because we're all just sat in front of computers watching the videos right and, and in a way after the you know first day with the keynote and the state of the union which is the geekier more in-depth technical stuff for developers it doesn't really matter i don't think whether stuff is live because apple always you know uh puts out those videos to be watched whenever you want i mean they're always just there on the developer website so they could just start putting them up on a schedule like you know a couple at nine in the morning and a couple at 11 in the in the morning and a couple at two in the afternoon whatever it happens to be and then they're just there and people can kind of watch them in real time if they want or they can do like everybody else does who goes to wwc gets caught up in all the events and doesn't go to as many sessions as they had hoped and then ends up watching them when they get home anyway so you know i think that that'll be the everybody will be kind of in the same boat in that in the same boat in terms of that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to it anyway. I like watching a good keynote. Um, I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't always... Sometimes I'll watch the State of the Union. I won't normally watch it live because it's sort of getting a bit later into the evening for me then. But um, I'll yeah. normally watch it the next day. I, it really depends. Like, if the next day I see a lot of people tweeting about the State of the Union, like, oh, this was interesting, then maybe I'll sit there and watch it. Yeah, it, it, what... For me, the State of the Union is always tricky because, you know, they pack so much into the keynote. We are usually very busy for, I don't know, six, seven hours after that writing a whole bunch of stories. And if I stop then in the middle of that to watch the State of the Union, one, I've got mental overload at that point of additional facts. And two, it just delays me getting the stories out. So I think what I'm going to do is watch the keynote stop, write a whole bunch, then do a podcast with Federico, which we have to do early enough because, I mean, like, you know, four o'clock my time, which is around the time that probably the key, the State of the Union will be ending, is 11 p.m. his time. So we got to do it at some point before midnight, hopefully. And then finish that, write some more, edit a show, put it out the next day, and then start all over again with, you know, I think the subsequent days will be easier only because we'll be able to record before things get going in California and because we're doing a bunch of extra shows. That's kind of a, a spoiler of the Max, what's going on at Max Stories WWC. Oh, not, not, officially, <laughs> not officially announced anywhere but on Ruminate. Um, <laughs> but we're doing some extra episodes. So as a result, I think we're going to spend those other days recording uh, early in the day and then spending the rest of the day watching sessions, writing and all that. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it, you run into hard issues like just hours in the day and people to 
actually type the letters into the computer and make them show up on the internet. But uh, we've done it a bunch in the past, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. One of the things I'm, you know, it's almost like wait until after WDC to think about this. But yeah, depending on how this goes, I wonder, I wonder if they'll they'll move a lot more to online next year when, you know, fingers crossed, we're allowed to travel um, <laughs> in yeah. a year's time. Like, you know, assuming everything's like relatively quote unquote back to normal. I'm I'm hoping they sort of you know potentially take some of what they they're doing this year, which is you know remote and sort of it makes it less important to go there, so that you know because it's a lot of money. Like you know if if you're in the US, it's expensive enough, but like if you're traveling from anywhere outside of the US, it get you know you're probably doubling the price on that on flights and everything else. Um, so I'd be interested to know if they take a lot of this remote stuff they're doing this year and push that into next year yeah no i I know what you mean um i think that where it'll make a difference potentially is with the labs because that's something that historically you could only do in person and i i i assume they're going to have some solution for that that's not something that impacts me directly but i know it you know it's a big critical aspect of wwdc for a lot of developers and i hope that there's an online component of that and it persists after this year. I do, though, hope, too, that it does. St- there is still an in-person version of it, only because, I don't know, I think that a lot of important connections are made there. I do think it sucks that it's expensive and that not everybody can afford to go and that people don't always go, but I do feel like it is beneficial if you can go, and it would be a shame if that was completely gone, though I think what we'll probably see, and I hope we'll see, from this year is that this will be the big experiment and if aspects of it are are uh, successful that maybe those elements of it will stick around just so that more people can participate and feel part of it even if they aren't able to get to California so we'll see I mean I I'll miss it if we never go to WWC again and that's partly selfish because where I see a lot of people I know only once a year but it also played like a really big role in me kind of getting to where I am now working at Mac Stories. And I feel like that every year there are people like that who, you know, one developer makes a connection with another developer. And before you know it, they're working on a really cool app together or, you know, business transactions happen or people just become friends for that matter. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people live in communities where they don't necessarily have a lot of developer friends nearby, if, especially if they're working in small groups or by themselves. And it's nice to have the ability to meet other like-minded people uh, once a year. If and it'd be a shame if that goes away. But but I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to be. You know, I've been thinking sort of about WWC. I I don't feel like there's been a huge amount of rumors in terms of you know, iOS is generally the one I really care about. Like as much as I use the Mac more, I don't really care. They could just not update the Mac. I don't. I couldn't care. Well, just leave it as it is. <laughs> it does what I need it to do for work. Um, but like for iOS, like I don't feel like there's been a huge amount of rumors. There's been a few bits that, a couple of leaks that were probably fake. Um, you know, and and I don't really know what I want. Like I'm not really sure what I'm looking for. Like there was the rumor about the redesigned home screen. You know, with widgets and hiding right. app icons and stuff, which I really want. Like ideally, just copy exactly what Android's got. Like I can put icons on the home screen and hide everything else. Like that's all I want to do. Um, but I, 
I don't really know what else I'm expecting, which is kind of nice to just sort of go into it and be like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I do think the R Max could be a really interesting thing that shakes up a lot of aspects of what developers are doing. Um, I don't, you know, I think that there's plenty, there's, I always feel like there's plenty of room to improve all the OSs and I get excited about all the little details. So I'm hoping that we, we see some further refinements of like how the iPad works with multitasking and all that. And, uh, you know, iOS, the iPhone itself, some things that are not iPad specific, not as much that I, I'm wishing for there, but I really do think you're right. I think I think it is time to rethink the home screen. It would be nice to have something that allowed more live live widgets on there that actually did something and provided some sort of information. I guess, I guess we'll see soon enough. But, um, you know, Apple has a way of throwing curveballs every year, so I, I'm sure there'll be a few of those as well. So that, that'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, um well, I think that turned into a bit more of a WWDC show than I was expecting. We don't normally, we don't necessarily normally do predictions because we, you know, we either don't line up with the dates or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I guess we're probably not going to be recording that week because you are going to be really busy. I think I will be a little busy, but we will we will be back uh, right after WWDC. I think. No, that's good, and then we can talk about all the exciting things, and we will have had the PS5 event by then. Maybe they will have shown yes. the console off. Who knows? Oh, they'll be <laughs> The Last of Us will be out, and oh, yeah. the new expansion pack for Pokemon Sword and Shield, too. So there's lots of things happening. Yeah, I got an email today that my card is going to be charged tomorrow for my Last of Us uh, pre-order, so that's nice, because uh, i got the big collector's editions coming Friday next week, hopefully. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to all these things. It's going to be an interesting summer. Uh, kind of still semi-stuck at home here. So, you know, I guess at least I'm going to be busy and occupied. Yeah, definitely. Same. Cool. Well, I guess next time we speak, you will have done your busy week. Um, I'm sure you'll still be catching up on various things. Um, you know, but we will be back. I guess it'll be three weeks now, which is fine. And uh, And yeah, we can record and go through all that stuff. Sounds good. I'll talk to you then. Cool. Speak to you later.